heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? This is RSN's Racing Pulse. Welcome back to Racing Pulse. Uh, we will try and have a chat to Peter Stone a little later. He's just tied up at track work in Sydney, so don't despair if you're wanting to get the good all on those Snowden runners. But right now, uh, Matty Stewart's got a day off. He should, I hope right now he's in the bay, Nev, but mm. knowing Matty Stewart, when he's got a day off, he's not normally an early riser. He tends to get himself into all manner of strife the night before. Yes, yeah, so I actually hope Matty Stewart's getting his bank card sorted so that he can pay me back for the bet that he placed oh, yesterday. Oh, now, hang on. So. There was one of the great snips yesterday, wasn't there? What no, happened here? No, he's just he's just asked me to place a bet for him, which I was more than happy to do. But I'll give everyone a chance. So I look forward to seeing how much or how long that takes before it comes back the other way and whether there's any interest on you top. you two chances. Yeah. Buckley's and none. Yeah. <laughs> there is no hope in hell. Like give him one chance. We'll see. If, has any of our listeners got a mate who <laughs> wants to snip you and say, hey, can you just back this for me? And you know you're never, ever going to see that money again. Yeah, the horse he wanted to back was Japanese Emperor too yesterday. And, oh, gee, I thought it was going to win there coming into the home turn. <laughs> Had every possible chance, but Did you think wasn't for a be. second I'm just going to hold this? I'm not going to back it? Um, no, I was always going to back it. Um but I, I, yeah, no, no. I actually even jumped on a little bit myself. Nowhere near the, oh, you followed the level in. that Matty did. But I, um, <laughs> I had to ride it with him. But it was a, it was a short-lived ride. <laughs> Talking about rides, uh, it was a roller coaster yesterday. Following the saga that was Gold Trip, uh, Willie won't he? He wasn't. He he is. And uh, mm. in the end, they've decided to accept. But um, listening to Kieran Maher, it's still maybe not 100% over the line. He's drawn a good barrier, barrier 11, and Ben Mellum has secured the ride over Hugh Bowman. So Benny Mellum's pretty pumped about that. But mm. is it 100% guaranteed he will run on Saturday? No, it's not 100% guaranteed. Let's have a listen to what Kiramar had to say, and then I'll chat to you about what Tim Bailey's just told me on the phone in regards to the track. You know, barrier 11, I think it's fine. I think Ben touched on, um, you know, you probably don't want to draw too well with him, but um, uh, yeah, I think he's fine, and you know I couldn't be happy with his preparation. He's a horse that you know uh, finds a rhythm. You know his best runs. He, he's normally you know he was drawn 11 here last year. Uh, he was drawn wide in the Melbourne Cup. He was drawn wide in the Turnbull the other day, and he just finds a spot and um, you know blends into the race. So, well, we'll just keep an eye on the track. Uh, obviously, the weather is. Um, uh, it's quite warm, um, but I think today uh, there's a good, pretty good indicator of how the track is going to be, and I think the uh, team have done a sensational job. Like the track had quite a bit of giving it this morning, stayed a four all day. There's a nice bit of giving it now. Um, so if it presents like that, I think uh, you know I'd be quite happy. That's an interesting point he makes at the end because the track. Uh, whilst it was hard to make ground because the rail was out so far yesterday, it did stay in that good four range on a really warm Melbourne's day. It's going to be 27 today. So what, what's Tim Bailey going to do? Read the track at Caulfield. Yeah, I guess that's uh, what happened yesterday is a positive for, for them with Gold Trip. But So right now, they're going to put 10 mils on, literally right now, they're putting 10 mil on the track. They'll put another 10 mil on tomorrow and then they'll assess things tomorrow night whether or not they need to water again and if they do they'll have it all done by 
eight o'clock the next morning. So looking at the forecast, uh, 26 tomorrow, uh, sorry, 26 today, 29 on Friday, and then 23 on Saturday. And there's there's this very small chance, I think it's a 20% chance of one mil on Saturday. So, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a real guessing game, isn't it? But that's the plan anyway right now. And if that if it was to go ahead as, as such, you'd, oh, Tim was probably thinking that it would stay good for the, the whole day on Saturday. But things can change. So, Look, you, you might see it upgraded to a good three by the time the Caulfield Cup is run because it's race nine of ten Possibly, on yeah. Saturday. I still think they'll run on a good three. It would have to be almost... Um, in a good two range, I think, for them to want to pull the pin on Gold Trip on Saturday. Interesting, uh, Rob Montgomery just confirming this morning that if the track is upgraded, which is what we usually see on a Saturday, it does normally go on a on a warm day from a three, uh, a four to a three. The connections have every right to scratch a horse if yep. a if a track condition changes up or down, you can then scratch because of that. Now, if that was the factor and the case that it occurred with Gold Trip. Um, I asked Rob on the way out, I said, what does that now, what would that mean if Melbourne Cup Day, the track is upgraded from a four to a three? Would they be still allowed to run or would they be made to scratch because of the precedence they set at Caulfield? And he said, in Sydney, they do that. Well, they've done that in the past, but here in Melbourne, they don't do that. So even if they decided to scratch in the Caulfield Cup because the track's been upgraded to a good three, that would not impact... Um, him being able to run on a good three in the future if the track gets upgraded. So there were a few questions flying around about that, but that would not be the case with Gold Trip. What's your opinion on that? Do you think that the connection should be allowed to, to make that call on, on a race morning of one of our big majors? With a track downgrade or From upgrade? From a four to a three, yeah. Well, it's in the racing rules. I mm. mean, I, I don't see why not. I mean, if you're a horse that needs um, or you perform better with a little bit of given the track, you might be able to just get into the good three range but if the track's racing like in sydney it was described as concrete on saturday if it gets uh really windy and really hot and it becomes a track that you know your horse is not going to perform at its best in you should Mm. be able to make that call like if you get 50 mils downpour in the day and it goes from a a good to a soft or a heavy Mm. you should be allowed to scratch that's helping the punter out too yeah yeah yep 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 um Barrier draws were pretty kind, I think, overall. Yeah, to they were, the, weren't the big they? names, weren't Definitely. they? Yep. Um, did, did you hear Turfy talking up <laughs> Breakup? He likes the Japanese Galloper. He does, doesn't he? I think Damien Lane likes Breakup as well. Let's have a listen to what he had to say after that barrier reveal last night. Going on um, Japanese horses that I've ridden, um, yeah, it's generally you can take your t- time a little bit more, I think, and uh, just assess the pace of the race. It, because I guess because they're a little more versatile than our usual horses, um, you can weigh and you can assess the speed after a couple hundred metres and then you can press forward or go back, whereas Barrier 5 might not give me that opportunity, although, like I said, you, you shouldn't be uh, unhappy with a good draw. What sort of preparation do you and your team do in the next... Oh, we lost him there. Uh, anyway, I think he's uh, around about an eight or nine dollar chance. And nine bucks, yeah. He, he's you can't leave him out. If you're going to do anything, <laughs> re Quinella's trifectas, quaddies, quaddies he definitely. has to go in. Yeah, one hundred percent. And Damien Lane knows how to win a Caulfield Cup as well on uh, a Japanese horse. So break up drawn five. This is what Blake Shin had to say uh, in regards to Montefilia, who's drawn nine. Yeah, it worked out worked out in my favour, but it's obviously it's. You know, a position that, uh, in regards to Nashville, that I've that I've I've been in, in before, and it's 
you know, it's I, I feel for Nash. Um, you know, getting getting a holiday at this time of year, but uh, you know, he decided to 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 make that call and and not ride on. Saturday, like you say, to be back for Fango and the Cox Plate. So there's a lot at stake at this time of year. And, yeah, I feel for Nash, but, uh, you know, fortunate in the aspect of, of being a lucky recipient. Well, so that was Blake Shin yesterday. And the reason he has been able to jump on one of the favoured runners, uh, what price am I going to read About $12, $13? $14. Is because Nash Willow got suspended yesterday in Sydney, mm. which... He had the option of deferring that suspension, but he said, no, you know what, I'm going to take it now. Um, it's a pretty harsh suspen- uh, suspension because it costs him not just the ride on Montefilly, but also Fangirl in the Cox Plate. Uh, he must have some pretty nice rides that he wants to come back for on Golden Eagle Day. Yeah, I don't feel all that sorry for him. He returns the following week and he's riding Hawaii Five O and um, Private Eye on a race day that's worth $20 million as well, so um, or close to. So it, it, there's opportunities that lie for him on the other side, but yeah, clearly missing out on a couple of our features here in Melbourne, but someone else gets to jump on like Black Shin has done in this in this instance. And at this stage, I don't think I've seen uh, any word on who rides Fangirl no, in the cosplay. It may be out there, but I haven't been able to, having had a quick look this morning, but um, yeah, I guess we'd expect an announcement on that relatively soon. Yeah. What's well, no feature race day yesterday, but I thought it was a it was a good day. A lot of good performances. Was difficult to to sweep wide and and make ground, but I liked it yesterday. Yeah. Did you ever win? No, I just thought it was a good race day. Yeah, yeah I thought there was some no, good little some stories. Shock here, him over was there. a good win. It was a very good win. Uh, but I think the most talked about horse pre the meeting was the debutante Coleman. We had a good chat yesterday to Matty Laurie and. Uh, he wouldn't have done anything to dent anyone's confidence on Coleman. That had been well spruiked, and in the end, it was a very professional win. 250 metres to go. Next pay run is Wayward, and Coleman under the whip is running on now. Arabian Summer at the 150. Coleman lets go the outside, takes the lead. Coleman a half, three quarters, and comes away, and Coleman won the debutante. Pretty soft on the post, a length and a quarter. Second Arabian Summer, photo third. Yeah, it was soft on the post, and uh, because he helped the punters out, and he was the spruik two-year-old, we're making him the midweek Macca's Racing (laughs) Moment of the Week. Coleman, well done. Uh, and, of course, it's with courtesy to Maccas. Get your new McCrispy. It's the next big thing. You can try it today at Maccas from 10.30am. He'll be pretty high up in markets now for the Magic Millions because he's a Magic Millions horse and also the Blue Diamond when they first come out. Which way do you think they'll be heading with him? Uh, it sounds like they're going to really focus on Melbourne, so I, would, I think a Blue Diamond's front and centre, but they always rock it up the markets, don't they, when they win a two-year-old race at this time of the year. I don't know whether I'd be betting into those markets. the way he did it. Yeah, He's no, not he was, just he was a impressive. run-of-the-mill two-year-old. No, no, he was very impressive. And you could see with Matty Laurie after the race as well, I think he looked quite relieved because there'd been quite a bit of hype around this horse leading in. And and I guess you just still 100% never know exactly how they're going to go until they perform on race day. So for him to have seen that horse go around the way that it did, he can he can really look forward and start planning um, for bigger and better things with it uh, next year. It was a pretty good performance in Sydney as well from a highly related horse. It was a very good performance from City of Lights, uh, the relation to Winks. Let's have actually a listen to the to the end of the race. Angle in the clear as City of Lights barged out of a pocket. They're right across the track now. Uh, White out Harlow missed. The inside Princess Raya and uh, Hinch and Jive getting a rails run with City of Lights picking up Princess Raya, City of Lights, Harlow miss, Peterson too late, City of Lights through the middle, City of Lights has just won it from Princess Raya. Yeah, and so Hinch the horse now in the care of Joe Pride up there in Sydney and uh, 
Michael, if you believe in the racing gods, well, I guess it was an omen bet there yesterday because mum passed away last week, Vegas showgirl. And uh, that horse, she was um, bowled over on the turn as she was coming. Like, it was all over for City of Lights. Race, and she just let down. And, and that was a really, really impressive victory. So she, I think she's a horse going places, City of Lights. Yeah. And I think there'll be a bit of form to come out of that race as well. Mm. Uh, Kiramar, Dave Eustace had the, uh, the, the runner-up. But did you... Take note of the third horse in that race, Matty, because uh, it is Harlow Mist, mm, trained Sargent. by mm. John Sargent, and that's his Oaks filly. Yeah. Last time we saw her was winning the Oaks preview at Flemington over 1,800 metres. So yeah. uh, she was beaten, I think, about 0.3 of a length. Dropping back to the 1,500 was really strong on the line. Um, she could be the early Oaks filly. Um, we know John Sargent knows how to train a filly towards the Oaks, but she certainly is on target after that performance yesterday in Sydney. Yeah, yeah absolutely could be. Um, just a little bit of news around Champions Day as well. At uh, at Flemington, Michael, uh, one horse confirmed to go there is Star Patrol, as you heard from Clinton McDonald this morning on, on breakfast. But one horse that we won't see there on Champions Day, unfortunately, is uh, I Wish I Win, because Peter Moody announced there yesterday that the horse is heading for a spell, um, which... I think came as a little bit of a surprise to most people. He's only had two starts this campaign. Um, I don't know whether there was an issue or whether the horse just needs to needs to have a break now. But a two-run campaign, a Memsey and, a, and an Everest, um, is a little bit surprising for a, for a gelding that probably would have started sub four dollars in a in a three million dollar sprint race. Um, but uh, Pete obviously knows what he's doing, and I'm sure the horse is going to come back and be a real force in the autumn next we'll, year. We'll have it. We'll put it to Catherine Coleman when she joins us. Uh, he's only been a lightly raced horse. He's only had 18 starts in his career, and it was a very hard track in Sydney last mm. start. So you know, there's every chance that he did feel the run in Sydney, and. He's still won three million bucks this time in. I think Peter Moody is treating I Wish I Win as his um, retirement horse because <laughs> his superannuation horse, because uh, as Luke Nolan said, if we look after this horse, he can run in the next three Everests mm. and be the one to beat almost in each of those races. He'll come back in the autumn. TJ Smith, maybe William Reed. I'm not sure what oh, else they're looking at. Races in I there. still like to see him stretch out to the 1400 metre race. Um, I think he'd be a gun 1,400-metre horse. He went close first up in the Memsey when he wasn't fit. He was getting trained to win an Everest. Um, he could come back and... Well, and maybe they do that with him in the autumn. Mm. They might go Newmarket, TJ, all-aged or something like that. Could do that. Yeah. Um, all right. Nev, anything else? I think that's it, mate. Have you come up with your Caulfield Cup selection yet? Well, I'm riding a futures bet on West Wind Blows, so I don't need the bet. I'm just going to be cheering on. What price did you get uh, West Wind Blows? No, I had a little double with a horse that was tipped to me a couple of weeks ago. So that it was a, a Mitch Friedman horse on a Sunday. So, um, yeah. So you got a nice result? You got a nice result if it wins. Oh, so we'll be, uh, yeah, we'll be cheering them on. Jamie Spencer hopefully delivers his absolute best there for the first punters on uh, on Saturday. Mm, inside barrier. Yeah. Yes, okay. Um, he's going to be hard to beat. Uh, good on you, Nev. Thanks, mate.